The Out of Bounds Show is powered by the award-winning golf courses at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Good morning. Welcome in. Your SEC Insider hit is driven by your next Ram truck. Jeep Grand Cherokee or Jeep Wrangler. Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com. MackHikeFlowood.com. That's where you want to go to get your next pre-owned SUV, truck, or Jeep, including a Ram truck, pre-owned or new. Well, it's uh, it's baseball season, and people are ready to party in Startville and Oxford. And we're coming off uh, an interesting year. Uh, well, two years. Mississippi State won it two years ago. Um, Ole Miss Counters wins it last year. Uh, Bianco was fired in April, national champion in June. One of the most, you know, insane stories I've ever covered, considering we've covered Mike since 2003. And Lamonis had, and that crew had a really, really bad year, and they can't do it again. I thought I was going to lead with Ole Miss with Aaron Fit, D1 baseball, college baseball insider. But uh, now that the coaches poll dropped, and the coaches have basically said, you're not good. Uh, we're going to start with Mississippi State baseball because in Startville, you can't go back-to-back years where you miss the postseason. So we welcome in Aaron Fitt on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Aaron Fitt, good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. Good to be with you. Aaron, let's start with Mississippi State. Uh, they were picked seventh by the coaches. And so I, you have been through Startville. You know about this roster. Um do you see this as a postseason team, or do you think that they're in jeopardy of missing another postseason? Yeah, I like this roster, and, and it's it's so hard to pick the SEC, because, the West in particular, because you got every one of those teams, you know, is is a postseason caliber team. I mean, uh, somebody's got to finish sixth and seventh, and uh, like in our case, I think we had Mississippi State and Auburn sixth and seven in that order, and we still had them both picked to make a regional. You know, I mean that that's how strong that division is. Um, I, I just don't know who they could leapfrog. When you look at the teams ahead of them heading into the, the season, uh, based on the fact they finished dead last last year, they, there are question marks. But all that said, I mean, I think they improved their team more than anyone in the country, except for LSU, who just, you know, built the super team. Uh, but beyond that, I mean, you know, what Mississippi State did in the transfer portal, through the, the JUCO transfer market, uh, and then the freshmen that they brought in, I mean, we had them as a as a top five freshman class and a top five transfer class. I mean, it's really, really strong, uh, and it's it's a different team. And so, you know, the coaches don't know that yet in their, in their league. They haven't seen Mississippi State. Um, I have seen Mississippi State. I like their talent a lot, but, you know, I'm still, still bold to pick them higher than maybe fourth, given all the, the other teams that are just more established. But that said, I mean, there, there's real talent here. I think it's going to be an explosive lineup. Uh, you know, you, you've got to buy in on some guys like Slade Alford, you know, being the big breakout guy that they expect. Colton Ledbetter, the center fielder they got from Samford. I'm all in on this guy. I mean, he's a, I think he's a true five-tool talent. Like he'd be a first-round pick. He really performed at a high level last year at the mid-major ranks, and the MVP up there in the New England Collegiate League last summer. And I was up there for the All-Star game, and he just put on a show. He just leapt off the field. So dynamic talent. Um, so they they brought in some some real stars, and then just loaded up with arm strength on the mound. And, and really the question mark for Mississippi state is how is that arm strength going to translate? Um, you know, you've got Kate Smith who you feel like you can trust the top of the rotation. And then you got a lot of question marks. I mean, it, 
is this the year for Parker Stadette and Casey Hunt to, to put it all together? We, we know that the, the stuff is, is really, really good. And I think Stadette's got one of the, the better breaking balls you'll see in the SEC. And uh, I, I can't figure out why he hasn't been better yet uh, in his career. And, and Casey Hunt, I mean, there's four real pitches. I mean, it's, this guy could be a big leaguer. Even if he, you know, never has a productive college career, he could figure it out down the road because it's a real talent. Um, so there's there's a number of guys like that where it's like Aaron Nixon they brought in from Texas. He was an All American heading into last season, uh, a first team preseason All American. And I think he finished with like a five ERA, you know. So it's like, can this guy bounce back uh, and, and be the guy he was two years ago? They've got some of those question marks, but the upside is is really exciting. Lot on the line for Foxhall because there's I think there's some question marks with him within the Mississippi State fan base. You mentioned you just dropped you know why hasn't Stinnett been better? And um, obviously some of that falls on him. Some people would say that that falls on on Foxhall. We're visiting with Aaron Fitt, National College Baseball writer, D1 Baseball. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Would you describe the gap in your opinion? between Mississippi State being picked seventh and Ole Miss being picked, well, in your case, sixth. But kind of describe the gap between the sixth and seventh team in the SEC West and the third and fourth team. And I'm kind of asking you to to describe the gap between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Yeah, that's a great question because it's – not as big as you, you probably would think. I mean, Ole Miss being ranked in the top five in our, in our top 25, you know, and Mississippi State being picked sixth in the division, you'd think there's a huge gap here, but I don't think there really is. I mean, um, one difference is Ole Miss has a, a legitimate ace at the top, Hunter no Elliott, you know, a guy who's, who's established himself in the College World Series as one of the best big game, game pitchers in the country. Um, that, that's a big difference to have that. And then I, I just think some of the arms in the bullpen, even after they lost Josh Mallett's, and I think our rankings, I believe, came out before that news. So, um, you know, we, we might have docked him a spot or two if we had known that. But um, even without him, I mean, between Mason Nichols and Jack Doherty and, you know, some of the other big arms they've got back there, but especially those two guys, you've got some real proven commodities that you can lean in, lean on in, in your bullpen. And, um, you know, and, and they're just, I think Ole Miss is so, so good up the middle uh, with Calvin Harris. I, I'm really in on this guy. I know that he hasn't had a chance to catch because Hayden Dunhurst was there, but um, Harris is going to be a star. I, I think he's got a chance to be. Wouldn't surprise me if he winds up being the best catcher in the country this year, as far as offense and defense. I think he's the real, the real deal. Who's just waited for his opportunity and now he's got it. So you put him there with with Peyton Chatagnier and and you know Jacob Gonzalez, uh, might be the best middle infield in the country. And then you bring in Ethan Groff from Tulane, who hit over 400 last year, and. Uh, it's just a, you know, like Mississippi State, they're gonna. I think they're gonna score a lot of runs, and I know they lost firepower. Uh, people probably would expect they would take a step back without without Tim Elko and a Kevin Graham and these guys and bench, uh, but I still think there's a lot here. You know, that was the main thing I walked away from this fall. I went in there to see their fall World Series. I said, hey, you know what? I don't think they are going to take a step back offensively. I mean, especially if Kemp Alderman has the kind of year that they're expecting. They they think this guy could be a superstar. I mean, he was just a force of nature all fall. He's a, a monster, you know, power hitter. And I think that'll translate this year. All right. Aaron Fitt joining us on the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Uh, he really likes Ole Miss, and it sounds like he likes Mississippi State. He did mention Hunter Elliott, Jacob Gonzalez. I mean, those are two absolute dudes. Um, Dakota Jordan with Mississippi State. What have you heard about him, or what have you seen with your own eyes? Yeah, he's uh, he's exciting. You know, he's he's 
it's, it, it feels like a lazy comparison, uh, but I don't think it is. It, it, he looks, you know, he's got a little bit of Bo Jackson to him. I mean, it's, it's that kind of explosive athlete. And like Bo, I think he's a former football running back. Um, he's just got that kind of compact running backs build, you know, just powerful, like uh, the guy that just explodes through the baseball uh, and also can really fly and he can run in the outfield. It's just, it's just the whole thing. I, I think he's got a chance to be a big star. It's just a matter of how polished he is at this point. Um, and we'll find out, you know, for a freshman in the SEC, can you handle that, that caliber of pitching? Always a question mark, but, you know, the early reports have been pretty good. So uh, I, I think he's going to start right away, even though they've got you know, a pretty crowded outfield picture out there. There's plenty of competition for jobs, but I expect he'll be in that, in that mix just because he's just too talented to deny. Um, when you talk to the MSU staff, are they confident or concerned? I think they are confident, but they're also, I think they felt a little snake bit. I mean, after what happened last year. So I think they're, they're cautiously optimistic. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know some of those guys pretty well. I know all those guys pretty well. It's one of, one of my favorite coaching staffs in the country. They're just awesome guys. And I, I know that a couple of them were really, uh, you know, they, they had some sleepless nights after what happened last year. And, and it was just, it, it hit those guys really hard, you know, and, and to their credit, they went out there and got after it. And like I said, brought in some of the, the, the best newcomers in the country. Um, but uh, I think they're, they're, they're cautious about not projecting too much confidence. Uh, but I do think they're, you know, behind the scenes, they think they know they're a lot better and there's no question. And, and Hey, Last year was a perfect storm with injuries and everything and just a couple of things that just didn't click. Um, it felt like kind of a fluke. I mean, this program had been in, what, four straight Super Regionals or something like that. I mean, you know, they, they, had, they had been pretty darn good for a while. And, and sometimes that happens. You just have one of those bumps in the road. I, I suspect they'll bounce back pretty strong. He is Aaron Fit, and they do a great job covering the sport that we are all over here just in a week or so as this, uh, this state is baseball crazy with Mississippi State, Ole Miss, Southern Miss, Delta State, and so on. And, of course, we're surrounded with those Tigers and Razorbacks and, and all the other teams. He is Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball, on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. All right, Aaron Fit, uh, Mike Bianco. I have covered Mike since 2003, and – you know, I remember what Ole Miss baseball was or wasn't growing up and nobody cared. Nobody went to the park and so on. And then he, you know, re- well, he built it and then all they did is win, but he came up short time and time again. Aaron, he was damn near fired late March, early April, according to our listeners and our text line and everything else. And then we have this remarkable run and remarkable turnaround. And now Bianco, 20 years in, gets a national title. Have you ever witnessed or experienced anything like what happened last year with Ole Miss baseball? You know, we've seen teams make that kind of that kind of run where they were left for dead. Um, I mean, Virginia, you know, a few years ago. Now, the difference is Brian O'Connor wasn't on the hot seat. Uh, and you're right. I mean, there's no way to to dance around it. Mike, Mike doesn't like talking about it. Why would he? It's, it's uncomfortable, but everyone knows he was, he was on the, his seat was pretty hot. Uh, you know, in 2015, when Virginia won it all, um, you know, they were the last team in the field of 64, just about, I mean, they were left for dead. I remember sitting, I think it was the final weekend of their regular season. Um, they're in Chapel Hill and, and they weren't going to, you know, 
they wouldn't even make the ACC tournament. And their their SID is making plans for what he's going to do during regional weekend. So, like literally, he's planning his vacation. <laughs> he's like, I'm going um, to the beach. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. And, and and they 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 kind of just got hot. They they swept that series. They ran through the conference tournament, and then you look up and they win it all. You know, so like, we we've seen those kind of things before. But the Bianco thing in the background, especially with like you said, the, the fact he'd been there for two decades and built this really really great program, um, just consistent winner. I think that's the hardest thing to do. You know, mm-hmm. and, and one thing to catch lightning in a bottle and, and right. win it all. Um, you know, that's just kind of almost luck of the draw. It's just like that. There's a reason that the number one national seed hasn't won at all since 1999. It's just the best team doesn't usually win at all. It's just the hottest team and the team that just kind of gets the breaks and has the mojo and, and all that stuff that you can't quantify. Uh, I, I think if you're a consistent winner, if you're regularly hosting regionals and winning regionals, yeah, you'd like to see him break through to Omaha a few more times. I mean, they were so close. And how many super regional game three losses did they have? Um, five or something. I mean, it was, you know, they were right there. I mean, we're talking about one game being the difference between uh, a season being quantified as a success or a failure. I, I don't think that's fair. I, I think, you know, the season is 60, 70, you know, 80 games long. Right. Those are the ones that should matter. Right. Aaron Fitt doing a great job. D1 baseball. He joins us on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, hot. Regardless of where these two teams are ranked, insane high expectations in Oxford and Startville. And the parks will be packed, and we all know the drill. And then, of course, the Mardi Gras of college baseball is in Startville, foul pole to foul pole. And nobody cooks or does it better than they do. Um, I, I do think that there is some pressure. He's not on the hot seat, but there is some pressure on Lamonis and Gotro and, and Foxhall. Um, all right, Aaron. So... Well, you, you, you mentioned LSU and the super team and all the money they spent in IL and, and Jay Johnson's a hell of a coach anyway. Look what he did at Arizona and I think Nevada. Uh, I remember him coming in and ripping the heart out of Mississippi State in 2016 Super Regional. I was there for that. Uh, Mangum still believes that that was the best team he played on. Um, and he joined us last Friday in studio before hooking up with the Marlins uh, over the weekend. But Will you describe the gap between LSU and the second best team in the SEC West, in your opinion? Mm. Yeah, that's uh, it, it's definitely there is definitely a gap. I mean, just because their talent is so overwhelming, um, you know, and, and and really, it's just there's no weakness. The only question with LSU is how are all these big name newcomers going to gel? Um, you know, the chemistry question. How many times have you seen like uh, the Lakers put together some super team and it just doesn't work, you know, or whatever? Uh, but but you know, LSU with with between Paul Skeens and Ty Floyd and Thatcher Hurd and Grant Taylor and Christian Little, it's like you've got five guys who could all be Friday night starters for ninety five percent of the teams in the country. You know, it's like that's the difference. It's just, it's, in my opinion, is the pitching. And, and yeah, they've got Dylan Cruz, who's probably the best player in the country. And you know, you've got um, some other Tommy White, who was in some publications. I think had him as the national freshman of the year last year. He's one of the best power hitters in the country. Like you've got some star power in the lineup too. Trey Morgan. But, I mean, for me, the real separator is, is the pitching. And, you know, Tennessee is right there with them in, as far as pitching now. But Tennessee might have even a better rotation. Uh, but they don't have the kind of offense LSU has. So it's just like this it, is the one team that's got it all. And, and so, yeah, there's, there's a gap. But that said, um, it's not an insurmountable gap. I mean, you know, there's, there's four really good teams right there behind them, you know, really 
six really good teams right there behind him in the FEC West. Because Auburn, I mean, I hate to, to, to have Auburn picked last in the division, like coming off two College World Series in the last three years. Uh, and, and there's plenty to like about their team, too. If you told me that they were going to sneak up in the league and finish third or something, I, I'd be okay. Yeah, I could see that. So, I mean, there's just, you know, that, that division's a, a meat grinder. Um, but that said, I just feel like LSU is built to withstand that. And, and we'll see how that goes. But uh, on paper, I mean, the talent is, is insane. Okay. What about when you look at uh, Schlossnagel? I got a minute here. Schlossnagel and A&M, do they have a, again, you got to get the breaks, like you mentioned with Ole Miss and Mississippi State the last two years, among other champions. Um, does Schlossnagel have a national championship type roster in College Station, Aaron? I guess, I guess maybe. I mean, we've got them ranked in the top 10, you know, uh, I don't know, they're five or six, wherever they are, but uh, it, there's a lot back from that, that team that was very offensive last year. And I just think they're, they're so well coached and they've got some of these older guys that just wear you down with these long at bats. I mean, their, their games, I thought their games were tough to watch last year because they're all four and a half hours because they're fouling off eight pitches every at bat, you know, and that's a credit to them. It's like watching the Yankees and the Red Sox every night. Um, they're just marathon games. They wear you down. And, uh, uh, you know, it's tough to beat that team. And it's a question for me is, you know, how does the pitching hold up? You've got some talent there, um, you know, like some of these other teams we've talked about, but Nathan Detmer has got electric stuff, but he had a five ERA last year. Can, can he make that next step and, and be a true number one guy? And then you're relying on a, a Chris Cortez who can throw hundred miles an hour, but um, you know, again, can he throw enough strikes? Uh, you've got a, you've got a Troy Wansing they brought in from Purdue uh, left-hander. They like him a lot. Um, our, our guys who've seen him like him a lot, but uh, there's a step up in competition for the Big Ten, the SEC, and he didn't exactly put up great numbers at Purdue. So you're kind of relying on some guys that you're just trusting that Nate Yeski is going to figure it out. And I think Yeski is as good a pitching coach as there is in the country. And so I, I oh, think yeah. that guy. He's a baller. Yeah. I mean, All right. Let me ask you this, Omaha. Aaron. Yeah. Aaron Fit, D1 Baseball. If you had to make a wager, all right, so you feel like Mississippi State can find their way into regional as a two or three seed on the road, correct? Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, if I told you they they would eventually make a super regional, would you be shocked or would would you say I could see that? Absolutely. I mean, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to pick them as my Omaha sleeper this year. It, it just feels a little bit weak to pick a team that won it all two years ago as an Omaha sleeper, but I, I think that you know. People are sleeping on them. They, again, they were picked to finish last in their division by the coaches. So I think they qualify. Uh, and for me, yeah, I think it's an Omaha caliper, you know, roster as far as pure talent is concerned. It just doesn't have the track record right now on the mound. Uh, and if that comes together, then yeah, sure, they could be in a super. They could be in Omaha. Okay. All right. Mike Bianco, Chris Lamos. All right. One more. I know you got to go at 8.50. Um, Tony Vitello. Have you ever seen anyone that's kind of as as cocky and flamboyant and, and and you know a lot of these guys are very reserved during games, right? I mean, I know they'll 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 get after the ump. I mean, Lamonis has got some blank you in him, and so does Bianco, but they're not going to mix it up with an opposing coach. Uh, Butch Thompson's not going to do that. That I know. Maybe O'Sully Sullivan's got a little bit in it, but anyway, uh, Tony Vitello, have you ever, you know? Wouldn't you say he's kind of the most aggressive, cocky coach we've had in the league in a while, or no? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's that's pretty clear. And that team last year took on his personality. You know, I mean, uh, they they played with an edge. You know, for better or for worse. And 
Uh, certainly, it rubs some people the wrong way at times, and you know, you're rounding, rounding the bases and flipping off the opposing team like Jordan Beck did in the in the, in the postseason. Hello, not a good look. Not uh, a good look. Uh, do you think he? Oh, I've got thirty seconds. Do you think he and Van Horn? Do you think Vitello and Van Horn uh, had a steak dinner together in the off season? <laughs> Highly unlikely. That series is going to be very fascinating, and they play this year in the regular season. Uh, you know, a lot of eyes on that one. I love they, it. They, they, yeah, it, it, it's going to be fun. Aaron Fit, y'all do a great job, man. D1 Baseball, at D1 Baseball on Twitter. And uh, Aaron and the team absolutely crush it. And, of course, we're eating up with it um, as we will be discussing Bianco and Lamonas every single – here's where we are, Aaron. Our fan, Our listeners freak out on a Tuesday or Wednesday midweek loss. It is literally the world's burning down – and we can, I could do three hours on it when that, if and when that happens. How about that? I love it. My favorite college baseball state in the country. You guys are the best out there. Thanks, Aaron Fit. D1 Baseball, right here on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He has Ole Miss slightly better than Mississippi State. He still likes the uh, – look, Hunter Elliott is a proven dude. We all know that. He's a number one. He was phenomenal as a freshman – out of Tupelo, the kids got filthy stuff. Uh, the list goes on and on about about him. Jacob Gonzalez could go number one, three, or five in the MLB draft. Ole Miss still going to have to prove it, just like every team that's coming off the, the championship. Look at MSU last year just totally falling apart. Um, some of it was bad luck. Some of it was on the coaches and the team. Uh, it can't be totally excused. Sorry, that's just not... That's not where we go. You can you can do that. But having said that, I, it sounds like a, a whiskers worth a fingernails worth the difference between MSU and Ole Miss is kind of picked in the middle of the SEC West. So he still believes that MSU makes the postseason on the road, and but he has them as top five transfer portal class and top five newcomer class, but. How much can, in the grind of 30 SEC games, and hey, congratulations, Mississippi State, you pulled Tennessee again. Um, <laughs> in the grind of 30 SEC games, how much can you rely on the newcomers? Although you look at Ole Miss and Mississippi State, they've had freshmen come in and be at, out in the field and on the mound. In you know, Big-time, big-time contributors, including Hunter Elliott, who will go down as one of the best ever at Ole Miss. And Jake Mangum was a freshman phenom at Mississippi State. There have been others. Now, Dakota Jordan, this is going to be interesting. Hello. The Dakota Jordan thing is going to be to track that and, and see what's going on and what he can do. And if he doesn't get tripped up with that nasty stuff on – especially Fridays, but maybe even Saturdays when they're throwing, you know, when, when they're throwing 97 and then their off-speed stuff's 91 and then they've got one more coming behind it at 82. We'll see. Here's a real question that I'd love to get your thoughts on on the other side. If you're not going to be picked first, wouldn't you rather be picked last so you have a chip on your shoulder than be right in the middle? Yeah. I'd rather, I, like, if I'm Mississippi State... Glad they picked you. Last, you would have right? to believe Lamonis will leverage this. You would, if you can't. I mean, that's a whole different. Discussion. I, I would, I would have started the meeting with, "They think you're dog blank." Okay, and it doesn't smell good. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Raggio Mercantile Shop. 
in Raymond, Mississippi. You got to check it out if you're, you know, and for my Madison guys and Brandon guys, you got to drive down there. It's an experience. Raggio cut his teeth, became basically a celebrity because of this show. I'm just kidding, because he is an amazing world-class duck uh, maker, duck call maker, and then parlayed it into Raggio Mercantile Shop in Raymond, Mississippi. Hour number three coming up, Joseph Stodgill, uh, Martins, is going to cook some good food for us. 